Eternal Dirtles is a podcast sponsored by Paragon City Games and supporters like you. Come to our Patreon at patreon.com slash eternaldirtles and support us. Thanks. Many changes. Sign up for the tourney and ask my team. Is legacy really just a dying scene? London Mulligan making grizzled brand OP. Mold to oblivion from a hate piece. Still, I'm getting wrecked by what Khan creates. Lattice locked like a chump who tried to innovate. New Teferi says instant speeds no go. Narset cast brainstorm hell no. Modern horizons added to the mix. Given all the bad rug decks, Renin 6. Cascade retrace, your Strix is dead. Dread Horde Arcanist is good, Nate said. Yog Moth's a dope bass brand physician. Put Nick Fit right back in position. To lose two lions, I diamond Eon's echo. Shuffle up, draw tendrils, oh hello. This isn't how it's supposed to be. Legacy with all these changes simultaneously. I'd love to go back to how we played as kids before match change, and that's the way it is. Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always, Nathan Goley and Phil Blackman. How's it going, fellas? Good afternoon. It is great. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Guys, could you believe it's time for another set review? It's it's insane. It's it's like how much product can you put out in a month? Dude, I think <laughs> I think the fact that this is only the second set review we've done this month is they need to step it up. They yeah, gotta yeah. add some more. Yeah, put out a new set every week. <laughs> All right. I mean, we, the format is is thoroughly solved. It's about time we got some new cards. Right. Um, I'm mean, looking forward to next week when we talk a little bit more about gameplay because there's some interesting stuff going on with all these cards coming out, and then this will just add more to it. But let's start with M20, starting with Lotus Field, which is a land with hexproof. Lotus Field enters the battlefield tapped. When Lotus Field enters the battlefield, sacrifice two lands. Tap at three mana of any one color. Lotus Veil was never played, right, Zach? No, no one ever played Lotus Veil. Uh, people bought Lotus Veils when Blood Sun came out. Well, the Lotus Veil like couldn't be played because if you just waste, if you get wasted, you're just the game ends. Yeah, it's over. Where this one has hexproof gives it. I mean, it comes into play tapped, but I mean, the first thing I thought with this card was, you know, who goes turn one explore, play a second land, turn two, you know, two mana. <laughs> oh, sorry. See, he gets it. Uh, <laughs> two two mana, whatever. The like, you know, whether you cast loam or you float the mana, sack the thing, and then loam get those two lands back, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I, I I think like what's the most powerful thing that you can do on like turn two or turn three with that kind of action? A note uh, that explore is one in the green, so you would have. To oh no no I mean uh, exploration. exploration exploration oh okay okay yeah so turn one exploration play a second land turn two float the two mana play this land sack both those lands but then use the floating to just cast your loam. And then you can play one of those lands again. And then you can play one of those lands again. And then on turn, the next turn, it's like, all right, well, are we like, what's the payoff, you know? Yeah. Or is it just is it just like playing a lands deck? You could, um, you could also play Ren and Six off those two floating mana. Or you can play uh, the, you can play Ren and Six, of course. Or um, maybe this is a land for uh, a bloom, uh, like an amulet deck. That was the first place I went was to amulet. Right, you play uh, this, you let it, it. It's it at that point, it's basically a uh, a lo uh, black lotus, right? Like you tap, you put that on the stack, you tap it, and then it, uh, uh, this gets sacrificed in some other oh, land. 
Right. And one, it's one to five in that case, right? So you're going to, oh no, that doesn't work. Um, it's one to four because you can sacrifice itself to its own trigger and stack the triggers. So you could play turn one amulet, turn two Lotus field, which says sacrifice two lands. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you can stack the untapped trigger, float the four, sacrifice both those lands, and then you're getting to four, but you have no lands in play. Yeah, I well, mean, the, you better win. Is, is, is there a thing <laughs> that you can do with the crew lands if you're playing amulets with the crew lands and you play this also where you can stack it so the crew land? Uh, uh, no, you, like saving your land somehow? I guess you would have to be able to put in a land at instant speed. Yeah, it doesn't really work. There probably is, and I and I haven't. That's not there like are a, ways to do it. But strategy. Yeah, just yeah. don't see it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this card's interesting, and I, there's a, the reason we're doing it first is because there was something that I thought there was, I remember. I remember when I made the list of stuff to review, there was something that comboed with it, um, so we could talk about that. Whether or not that's a legacy worthy um, interaction, but yeah, Lotus Field, it's out there I, for you if you want it. <laughs> I think it's one of those cards where, like, the second it has something incidental that's like worth playing that can just uh untap it uh or gives you like some kind of immediate value off of the land sack then it's just going to be a great enabler because it's a zero mana if you think about it it's a zero mana sack outlet it just requires the lands get sacked so if there's like uh lands when they die they do something or oh yeah there's flags flagstones of trocare um and you could also have like a you know i guess if you've got a titania in play you're probably winning but (laughs) this would trigger titania twice um but this can't sacrifice yeah. You know? Um, uh, yeah. Also, if there's uh, cards that, I don't know if there's one that's cheap enough, but if there's like a hate bear or something that exists that says you can't sack permanence. Yeah, Generally, not, it's like your opponent's permanent. effects can't make you sack permanence. Right, right. I, I haven't done the deep dive on if I, there are other cards that I, in this set that I like went deep on instead that we'll get to. But <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. for that one in particular, I'm just like, well, if there's like an incidental hate bear that says like, I think there was like one from, from, um, uh, the original Rise of Eldrazi, it was like one in a green, and it says you can't sack permanence. I don't know if it says your opponents, but... It's only your opponent. It's, yeah, it's, so it's, it's a stop annihilator. Yeah, Yeah. If, if there's something along those lines where it's like, oh, you can't sack permanence, then this just becomes Black Lotus, and that's pretty good. Yep. Yep, I think it can be broken, but, you know, easier than Lotus Veil, because Lotus Veil required the lands to be untapped. The fact that you can float mana and then play this has various implications. This one requires that you essentially, like have to use that two mana or take the turn off, but at least you know that you're not going to get wastelanded. Yep. And there aren't any, like, mass uh, graveyard, or graveyard, mass land destruction effects that really see play outside of, like... Cataclysm. Cataclysm. And you can keep this. You can keep this under Cataclysm. Very true. There's another thing you can do. Right. Uh, Okay, Chandra, Awakened Inferno. Four red red for legendary Planeswalker Chandra. This spell can't be countered. It's a six loyalty planeswalker plus two. Each opponent gets an emblem with at the beginning of your upkeep. This emblem deals one damage to you. Minus three. Chandra Awakened Inferno deals three damage to each non-elemental creature. Minus X. Chandra Awakened Inferno deals X damage to target creature or planeswalker. If a permanent dealt damage this way would die this turn, exile it instead. Dude, I can't wait for somebody to play this card. Somebody's going to jam this in their mono red chalice deck. And they're going to be like, oh yeah, this deck is so sweet. Can't get countered. And then they're just going to be dead because it took so long for them to cast this, and their opponent incidentally is playing elementals. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> actually, yeah. I, I, I'm intrigued that? to 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 know what you guys actually think of this card because I I definitely discounted this as a card I would n- never see play against against me in Legacy. 
I think yeah, six I, mana I is just way too. Much. I just kind of felt like we should talk about it because it does a lot of powerful stuff, but I think four red red might be too much. Well, my thought is at the moment for the decks that would be able that it would be interested in casting this kind of haymaker. At six mana, you could cast your lattice off of Karn. Or like That's Inferno true. Titan, or like you know, there's there's so many things that like would uh, uh, I feel like would progress the game. You know, uh, that that would be a bigger deal than this. It's like this is not like the the best part of this card is that it says it can't be countered. Yeah, the fact that it can't be countered is yeah, it's fine. We can we can move on. I just um, I saw it as a potential inclusion in some you know mono red builds for whatever reason. Yeah, Um, our discussion of the uh, three mana Chandra that's the one that'll see play. Yeah, I think so too. That's a different kind of deck altogether. Yeah. Vivian Arcbow Ranger, one green, green, green for a four loyalty legendary planeswalker Vivian. Plus one. Distribute two plus one plus one counters among up to two target creatures. They gain trample until end of turn. Minus three target creature you control deals damage equal to its power to target creature or planeswalker. Minus five, you may choose a creature card you can you own from outside the game, reveal it, and put it into your hand. Um, I wanted to talk about this a lot, <laughs> Pearl, mostly because it's so interesting how they valued a Living Wish effect versus the Karn effect. Yeah, Karn gets it. Karn gets two of them for before he dies. Same converted mana die. cost. Yeah. Uh, I guess like the Karn fetching an artifact is less threatening than getting a creature. Yeah, that's not true. Definitely not true. <laughs> it takes two turns to get a creature, and then you just lose your four mana walker. I mean, I guess um, that was more what I was, what I was going for here. There's yeah. no there's no soul lands that produce double green, but I guess if this is a card that you're I don't know, is this a card that your cradle decks want, Nate? Yeah, you played, played way more cradle than I have. <laughs> right, by playing it, or playing it at all. Uh, I could see it in, uh, well, the thing is, triple green is hard. If it was oh two, two green or one green green, which would have been fair, I think would have been fine, but um, it's got weird elves. Like, you could just sort of, like, plop two things on elves, and that's, you know, for four mana, maybe not exactly what they want to do. Um, minus three in the Knight of the Reliquary cradle deck is nice. Um, you can clear out a lot of stuff with a big knight and then attack with it. Um, and then you get this wish incidentally, but I don't, I don't see it. I'm just so surprised. I was just so shocked by how the, uh, how it was costed. Um, I believe this was on your, uh, on your list, Phil. Safara Sky's Blade. Is that right? Uh, Safara uh, Sky's Blade. Yeah. So, um, let's, let's read I, it first. Four yeah. and triple white for a seven, seven legendary creature angel. You may pay one white mana and tap Tap four untapped creatures you control with flying rather than pay the spell's mana cost. It has flying and lifelink and other creatures you control with flying have indestructible. So we've, we've got a, uh, a reference point that a 7-7 seven, seven flying lifelinker is good in this format. Right. Um, <laughs> and usually when you're putting it into play for one mana, that's also good in this format. Yeah. Uh, I think, like, obviously this deck needs, you need to be building around flyers. Uh, but if you're just in your, you know, grindy Lingering Souls deck, I mean, obviously that's where everybody's first thought goes with this card, right? Lingering Souls. Right. Um, but like having this kind of big, powerful haymaker to go over the top, it's like one of those things where you're playing the fair deck that's trying to jam, you know, disruption and Lingering Souls, and then having this type of effect to just go over the top is pretty solid, especially because it means, like, if you have this in play. Uh, holding down everything in the air forever is really good. Yeah. You know, like, like, <laughs> I, don't see it. I don't see it as a person who plays a lot of lingering souls, because usually if the game is going such that you are untapping with four 
with four spirit tokens, the game is going pretty well. Oh yeah, I mean, I think that's this, the, is, that's this, the... this is the type of thing where I think is there a deck that wants to turbo token, yeah, and then use this as a payoff. Like, is there is there a world where like this on turn three is good enough in a this deck that can play disruption? Three. How are you getting this out on turn three? Oh, I don't know. I'm saying there's got to be there's 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 got to be a, a if if you're dedicated to just putting flyers in the air and this is your payoff, you know, yeah. I don't I don't you know. Play but all like, your I, order, you play all your scribe sprites and uh, flying them with this. The, the the you know how your your expression is uh never under I, sorry sorry that's a flyer uh that we would you never underestimate free. I think yeah, you never, sorry. yeah the same way you never underestimate cost reduction. Zach, you want to jump in? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, I think that, like you said before, like if you have four flying creatures in play, uh, and and you also have like open mana, you've probably already won the game for the most part. Like this, this is kind of a it feels it feels win more, but uh, I don't know, man. Just it being a seven seven life blinker by itself that you might you know might want to throw it into uh i don't know like would you want to reanimate this i don't i couldn't imagine this so if is the next part that we're thinking of talking about villas yeah so it's it's crazy to me because like here are two cards that have like really powerful effects if we want to read villas yeah let's do villas because actually i'm i'm, I'm excited to discuss this card yeah so we just make the note of what time it is um villas Broker of Blood, five black, black, black for a legendary creature team demon. It's an eight, eight with flying and is black. Pay two life. Target creature gets minus one, minus one until end of turn. Whenever you lose life, draw that many cards. This is the type of card. This is exactly the type of card that would be a reasonable consideration for the reanimator deck if Grizzlebrand didn't exist. This yeah. is this is like your quintessential like, oh, this is this card would actually be really good there. Like every time you lose life. So like. I can choose to take it. If they want to hit me, they'll just like, I'll draw that many cards. Or if I reanimate something again, I'm like drawing, you know, how many cards I get off the reanimate. Uh, uh, actually, if you reanimate this, you draw eight. That's what I'm saying, Reason right? Like, yeah. th th this is like one of those cards where it's like, it doesn't have lifelink, so it is going to be less good than Grizzlebrand, and you can't draw 14 with it. But man, this card would be fucking awesome if Grizzlebrand wasn't around to just like shove it out. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it would be cool if you could just donate this to your opponent and uh, have Underworld Dreams in play. Uh, yeah, dude, Mono Black, let's go. Why would you? That wouldn't work. Why, yeah, why no, it would create an infinite loop. He'd draw a card, and then he'd lose life, and then he'd draw a card, and then he'd lose oh, life. Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Okay. I was like, but like draw any cards in that case. It's actually crazy, the idea that, like, this card in, in your reanimator deck, like you said, actually just draws eight immediately, which does a really good Grizzlebrand impression, uh -huh. right? Yeah, yeah. It's, Except, better than, it's better than Grizzlebrand with reanimate. Because Except you don't you can't pay, draw fourteen. You don't pay fifteen to draw seven. You pay eight to draw eight. Yeah, but that's it. You're drawing the eight, and then you have to like actually do things and interact and stuff. But you're not at five. I mean, there's yeah, been plenty of reanim. There's been plenty of times I've played against reanimator where they've gone to five, and I'm like, boop, boop. Yep. Nice game. <laughs> I mean, uh, that happens. I, I would be really surprised if even in those circumstances, if anybody's like, you know what, I'm gonna do a split. No, one less Grizzlebrand get in this Villas, but. I hope well, so. I think it's interesting. Sweet. It would it would make it would make me it would make it better for Grizzlebrand to be banned or easier. Yeah, if you I get, mean this is a, this you, is a solid replacement for Grizzlebrand if Grizzlebrand gets banned for sure. Much better than that Doom Whisperer card because it just has incidental, um, you know, reanimate synergy. It's also removal. 
Um, it's I like, also like the idea of the, if you played this on Blue Black Reanimator, uh, Force of Will, your way to interact with me, draw a card. Yeah, right. Exactly. That uh, the one thing I really want to do. I know this is this is silly because you have an eight eight in play, but like just a, just cycling a street wraith and drawing three. Yeah, it's real nice. <laughs> Could you imagine? Real, real nice. Yeah. Um, but uh, I know that probably wouldn't need to need to happen. But it, you know, it's still a free ancestral recall. Actually, living in the darkest timeline now, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, it would it would definitely I think make it easier on people who are who would be. You know what's the word we're looking for here? Scared, upset. That, that reanimator would that reanimator would be outclassed without Grizzlebrand just because Grizzlebrand is so good. So I think this is this is this is definitely a good replacement because it works almost identically with reanimate. And it does not work. And then very if you good with show and tell, huh? It does not work great with show and tell. It does not work great with show and tell. That's right. If you exhume it, it you know it doesn't do anything. But except you have an eight eight with, that kills all their stuff. <laughs> you know, like I don't know. Um. Gets hit by his swords. Uh, I don't know. You gain eight. Is that so bad? I don't yeah, know. you're just like if if you're just like all right, dark ritual. Wrath your board, draw six cards. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. There's another one of these. These aren't. This. I skipped over a whole cycle of cavaliers. I don't think any of them were good. And then no, we had this like other segment of. Just um, quick thing on Villas. Is Villas the type of card that could actually make the that could port your uh, Angel's Grace ad nauseum deck from modern? Is there a world where you're oh, just like, yeah, actually, you can't I lose life you this? don't have, right, Zach? You can't lose life you don't have. Uh, I was I actually think thinking you, about think you can't go lower than one life. Uh, I thought if so you were to go lower than one, you go to one instead, but you, that life loss is still there. You might be right. Yeah, I think. I don't know. We'd have to look at that. If, but if that you, seems if like. You know the rules of magic, please let us know. <laughs> that seems like a, 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 a sweet change up because, you know, again, especially against. Um, those types of like fringy cards like Angel's Grace and that kind of combo deck, it just makes it so like other combo decks can't kill you. Yeah, exactly. Which is so awesome. It's just yeah. like cool, whatever, man. T tendrils on the stack, sweet. Dracusef, Maw of Flames, four red, red, red for a legendary creature dragon flying. Whenever Dracusef, Maw of Flames attacks, it deals four damage to any target and three damage to each of up to two other targets. I mean, is this better than Inferno Titan? So it deals it's 10, better it than Inferno Titan, I think. But well, Inferno it, Titan does three on the um, on the uh, on the when it lands. Yeah, I, it, but this thing it's, it it could be better than Inferno Titan, but like again, like are we cheating this into play because we have better choices, right? That's the well, only the sneak that's attack. The only way it's better, right? It's got it's got to be cheated into play because otherwise your six mana is going to be better than seven mana. Yeah. Right. Well, this has flying, by the way. So Inferno Inferno Titan has trample, which I guess is pretty good at evasion. Does um, it, have tra it does have trample. I thought it had fire. Titan has trample. This one has flying. Oh, I didn't know. If, I thought uh, Primeval Titan had trample, and Inferno Titan just had fire breathing. Oh, does it just have fire breathing? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think you're right. I'm sorry. I didn't know it, that. It, it arc lightnings uh, something every time it attacks. So. Oh, I thought it had trample. Boy, I wonder if I like scooped a game once because I could have just jumped out. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean this thing. I think this is this is. The mono red sneak attack decks play that because they can all now mono red sneak attacks sort of on the outs because of the various red planeswalkers and all the rabble master type stuff. But if you like that, this is I mean this is a huge. This will this does this does the mono red sneak attack solves the mono red sneak attack problem of they just attack you back and you lose because you can probably kill pretty much anything in play. Yeah. I mean like if they have like a Gurmag angler or a true nemesis as usual. I guess that's it. But, you know, then you hit them for 11 immediately because you can do four damage to them. 
and then uh, you know, three damage somewhere else. <laughs> I don't so know. the the uh, uh, I think this dragon is like, I think the numbers of four three three need to line up, and you just pointed out two big reasons why it won't. But if you're cheating, if you if you do get to cheat your your fatty into play, um, it's just another one of those things where the fact that it could be any other fatty, it's just gonna get priced out. I mean, the fact that it does three different targets is is a thing because we're seeing decks that are playing, the, you know, like Narset, for example, like kill your Snapcaster, kill do forty you, and also take out the Narset. Now I can start drawing cards again, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's a good point. There's a lot of Planeswalkers. There's Dreadhorde Arcanist. There's stuff like that that gets into play now. That, 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 I could see it in that kind of deck if such a deck existed. Veil of Summer. It is one green for an instant. Draw a card if an opponent has cast a blue or black spell this turn. Spells you control can't be countered this turn. You and permanents you control gain hexproof from blue and from black until end of turn. So a lot of people were excited about this, and I thought it was funny because I've played the card Autumn's Veil, which is the same thing except it doesn't draw a card. So I guess draw a card matters that much more. Sure. So if you play this, let's say you cast... Okay, you're you're casting any creature, right? Mm-hmm. And your opponent force of wills the creature. In response, you do this, you counter the force of will, and you go up a card? That is that is the case, yes. That's, that's a blowout. That is a blowout. I, I, I played Autumn's Veil in that Kiln Fiend deck I played for a while because if you played the Autumn's Veil first, it triggered all your Kiln Fiends and Swiss Spears and stuff and made them decide whether or not to counter that or kill that now. And then you could kill, or then you, and then because it was a rug deck, you could counter back the card that you forced the action, basically, sort of like a silence. This is much more reactive and maybe just the fact that it has this first clause on it will get it to be played more. Well, I the idea that. This one I think is a, is gonna has the the failsafe of just being a cycler. So if you're playing against an opponent that's playing ponder, they ponder. You can just draw a card off this, right? Right. Like so against something like miracles or sword show and tell or storm, where their blue or black spells might not be interacting with your board, you can just cycle this at the end of their you turn. You need to, yeah. I mean, which, yeah. which is kind of nice. The fact that it's like, oh, that like that draw a card clause to me feels like the times where um, the other card that you had just mentioned. Um, Autumn's Veil, yep. Autumn's Veil. Like, anytime that card would just be dead because you need your opponent to cooperate, this one's just like, ah, you can cycle it. This card's going to shine in a particular scenario. And for me, that scenario is like, okay, I'm attacking with my Ink Moth Nexus. You tried to kill it. I tried to counter your uh, kill spell. Then then you counter that, and then I cast uh, Veil of Summer and draw a card and counter, like, two spells with it. This card strikes me as, like, it, it seems like the scenarios that we can think of where this is actually going to be applicable in a way that is reasonable enough to include into your deck is similar to something like Teferi's response. Yeah, yeah right. like exactly. You, 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 exactly. You need to focus on actually executing that pattern to make it happen, but when it does, it's just going to be like a wild blowout that ends the game. <laughs> it's just going to be insane, yeah. Yeah, Teferi's response to counter Lightning Bullet is just so much fun. Um, yeah, I mean, so maybe the draw card just pushes that effect over the top, and I underestimated it for that reason when it was first full, because I was kind of surprised people were talking about it, because I was like, this card's been in the format, but I guess it didn't I think have draw card. I think, like, the, the, the deck-building applications of this is, like, you really got to be trying to line up a certain play pattern, and I think if there's a, a popular enough deck in the format where you 
are concerned about the things that they're doing uh, that are blue-black, that then you could play this card. I mean, it's tight. This card's narrow, but it's like, I think it's narrow in the same way that Teferi's response is narrow. So if, if you can play a Teferi's response in the deck that actively wants it pretty much all the time, then you can play this one. And the fact that it incidentally cycles means that you're, you kind of get to free roll to an extent. Yep. Uh, the only problem is that sometimes it's going to be dead, except if you not need to give your guys hex proof. Right. From specifically blue and black. So like not being able to protect from both is a thing. Yeah. And then also uh, they can still be blocked by black and blue creatures, which was touches Baleful strikes. Oh yeah. Which is, which is what, what actually I think pushed Autumn's Veil away from me, which is because it didn't me, stop yeah. the blocking. Yeah. Okay. For, for one of the Cavaliers that I'm, I'm looking at, the only one that strikes me as reasonable is the blue one. Uh, when it's a, it's a five, five flyer for two blue, 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 no, uh -huh. three blue, five minute total, two and three blue. Uh, but it, ETBs, it brainstorms, and then when it dies, you shuffle it into your library and scry to. That card's just overpriced, right? It's way overpriced. Yeah. Okay. You if if you want to play it in Legacy, like I can't imagine any deck that would that would be like, oh yeah, I I need a five five for five. Uh, that like, <laughs> if you're playing be five mana, you better win the game. What's what's that? Isn't there a thing that, that does this, but it, you can just it's just uncounterable, like uh, whatever that thing is, the the big snake or kraken or something from Theros. Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. I just, I, I literally saw Brainstorm on a card and I'm, you know, my ears perked yeah, up. Exactly. Unfortunately. Too expensive. You're right. Not um, oh, so let's go to Elvish Reclaimer. Wait, there's there's two cards on this list that I think are reasonable to talk about before. Okay. That. okay. Do you think Bishop of Wings is reasonable? Is there a combo? Is there a, a mono-white combo with that deck? There Bishop. are ways, there are ways to combo with that, but I honestly don't think that it's, it's good enough. So Bishop of Wings is white, white. Whenever an angel enters the battlefield, oh, yeah. you gain four life. And then whenever an angel you control dies, create a 1-1 one, one white spirit token with flying. So when an angel enters, you gain four. When an angel dies, you get a lingering souls token. Uh, but you're getting an angel into play. like. <laughs> well, there's the, there's the white, white 3-3. Three, three. Yeah. And then is there another uh, effect where it's like, oh, when, when you make a... a, a token you get another thing or you when you would gain life you get a something i mean i i can't imagine an a, a situation where you've combined all these things that you wouldn't already be winning with just some other combination of cards you've talked you you you've made a reasonable argument and i'll concede that bishop is unplayable what do we think <laughs> about what do we, what do we think about agent of treachery is that a, is that a sideboard card that is a five blue blue two three that gains control of target permanent but then uh, it says, at the beginning of your end step, if you control three or more permanents you don't own, you get to Ancestral. This this draws, this draws combos with, I borrowed this judge, I borrowed this deck, so technically I don't own any of these cards. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. Wow, yeah, what a card. I, I guess, like, it's it's what, Sideboard versus Show and Tell? Yeah, dude, Sideboard versus Show and Tell it's, take anything. It's a cheaper, it's a cheaper version of, uh, of um, Gilded Drake, right? Like a Gilded well, Drake. It, okay. well, it, gets, it gets the Omniscience. Yeah. On the other hand, Angel, not Angel of Grace, Angel of Despair, not even that. The other one, Ashen Rider, just Ashen kills Rider. it. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> and it's exiles you, you it. You take it. You steal it. it steal the omniscience. Yeah. Trick on the stack, they win, is or they don't. So no, I guess they, they, the, the trigger on the stack, they can't, they can't cast anything if the trigger's on the stack. If the if the omniscience is in play, this trigger goes on the stack. What are they gonna, what are they gonna do? They gotta cunning, cunning wish for. Yeah, they can win an instant speed. Cunning wish for uh, what's that card, Zach? Oh, Firemind foresight speed? into. Uh, cunning wish, brainstorm, and insight. Brainstorm uh, to put a 
Grizzle, Grizzle Brand or a Emrakul on top of your deck, and then you Cunning Wish for a uh, release the ants and release all the ants. So Instant agent speed. of treachery, more like agent of trash. Am I right? Hey everybody, Zach Clark here, founder of Eternal Dirtles. I uh, just wanted to give everyone a short reminder, if you have the means and uh, you're enjoying this podcast, we always appreciate you stopping by our Patreon at patreon.com slash eternaldirtles and uh, helping us support the podcast and keep it going. Back to the show. I like nope. agent trash, yes. <laughs> All right, Elvis Reclaimer, let's go. All right, Elvis Reclaimer. I'm trying to have I'm trying to have respect for your your schedule here. We're moving us along. <laughs> one green for a creature elf warrior. It is a one two. Elvish reclaimer gets plus two plus two as long as there are three or more land cards in your graveyard. Two tap sacrifice a land. Search your library for a land card. Put it onto the battlefield tapped. Then shuffle your library. This is such an interesting card, and I think it's a lot of text, and I don't think it's good. You don't. I think it's it's potentially a one mana three four that just gets you your combo. You're putting that card onto the battlefield tapped, which I think kills it. It just sucks. It's too bad. <laughs> I mean, for one mana, this is doing a really good Knight of the Reliquary impression. Right. That's that's the thing that people will say. It's a one mana knight. Well, yeah, and also like some. But it's really a three mana. You still have to. You still have to. You still have to two tap it. Well, here's the thing: is some lands don't actually matter if they're tapped, like you know, like Jukabog. Yeah, or Dark Depths. Yeah. The, well, the, the the this one also the fact that if you wanted to turbo like Knight costs three, and then you have to untap with it, and then you get to activate it. This you can go turn one, and then sack a land on turn two. That is true, and you can actually make this a three four when you do that because you can go fetch, fetch, two tap, sacrifice a land, so now you've got a three four. Um you know, in play, in case something goes horribly wrong. Um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like it's worth noodling around with because it, it is, but I, I just... Um, hey, here's the card. If you're thinking about playing... If you're thinking about trying to make Amulet a deck yeah. with, with, the, with the, you know, what you call it, the three lands, or the, the, the new Veil, Lotus Veil, the new Lotus yeah. Veil, you know, okay, play Amulet. This guy's onto the, on the board. You cast the, you play the Lotus Bill, you have the trigger on the stack, put the trigger on the stack, float three, sack the Lotus, get another Lotus, untap, go again. Are we You've doing now it? netted four mana. Yeah. Are we off? Quite a lot of game actions. There is, something, right. there is something to be said for this card as, as being like, you know, like a one of in a Maverick deck or whatever that uh, is just another way to like basically be able to like wasteland lock your opponent for a few turns while you win the game. Is there a deck that wants a Knight of the Reliquary but doesn't want to play white? That's the question. I think the right. Turbo Depths deck, if you can, like, if you're playing Vampire Hex Mage with Dark Depths, I think this is good because you can go turn one, this turn two, Hex Mage, turn three. You're basically threatening to win. Um, and this this thing has to be killed. You have, basically the way the way Turbo Depths work is you counter anything that gets them a land. So you'd have to kill this, you know. Um, but I don't know if that's better or worse than any of the cards in it now, like Expedition Map or whatever. I mean, this is this does the same thing as Expedition Map. It's the same. Except rate. it also attacks, right? Yeah. So Except there it also attacks. You have to sacrifice a land off the off the of its activation, but like having the redundancy of just being able to play eight, you know, eight tutors on turn one potentially. I don't know mm -hmm. if the if the deck's interested in that, but I know it's playing Sylvan Scrying. Like I don't know, is this better? Is this Maybe. better than Sylvan Scrying? I don't know. 
Sylvan Scrying gets you the land on turn three if you don't have it. Like if you don't, you can it makes a land drop for you. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I, I don't know. If you're if you're playing this, like also being incidentally playing creatures could play around edict effects. Yes, that's there, true. There, you don't have to sacrifice this. I can't wait there's, to stifle this effect. There's something to be said yeah, there. Right? Exactly. Uh, or you, or they like get a Bojuka bug and you stifle the trigger. Wow, got him. <laughs> that's that's the real thing, and then just wasteland the other land. Got him. Um, I don't know. I, this card will be played with. I'll probably noodle around with it, but more, I'm more excited about it being a, a one mana three four than anything, and seeing what you can do with that. But um, it triggers landfall too. So there you go. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's good with your uh, <laughs> with your landfall. Get your long lions ready. Yeah, right. Uh, not the lion, whatever one it is. Steplings. Get your steplings. Steplings, yeah, that's right. Brought back white, white for an instant. Choose up to two permanent cards in your graveyard that were put there from the battlefield this turn. Return them to the battlefield tapped. Okay, here's this here, was here, the card I was out. thinking of. <laughs> hear me out. All right, so you have amulet on turn one. Player yeah. land, float two mana, play the lotus veil, Un sack the two lands, untap the lotus veil, tap three white, return your two lands. You can just you can just float the you can float white white off the lands if uh if they make white, oh, wow. or you so can you even can dark ritual, and they enter <laughs> twice. And they'll, come back, they'll come they'll come back untapped because of the amulet. Holy shit! Yeah, that's what that's what that's where you go with this. More this is where we're going. I wonder oh, if amulet. I mean, amulet's in modern, isn't it? Is it legal in modern? They banned yeah. some. Of them. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, you just cast yeah. you just cast titan and then you win. Yeah. Um, I don't know about this card because white white is kind of a weird casting cost for this kind of really super cheaty effect. White's not a very cheaty color overall, um, but you know it's got to do it's got to do weird stuff. Yeah. If only uh, if only uh, scavenging or not scavenging. What's that? What's that card from Bloom? Zach squandered resources. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Sure. You tap your scrubland and your bayou to play. You tap your scrubland and your savannah to play. Oh, I mean, I can. You can create white. the two white mana. That's not a problem. It's <laughs> it's it's the cool. I get back all these lands that are in my graveyard. Like after I've already, it is super win more. But like being able to just be like, well, hold on, let me get all the lands that I put in my graveyard this turn, which is literally every land in my deck. Well, it's two permanents. Oh, two target permanent cards. So it's oh, also two on. target permanent cards, which is something. Like I mean, that that could just like is this like enter the battlefield effects or Coligon's command. I hit your thing and your and your and your equipment, and you just okay. All right, thanks. Here's this. It's back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's in your graveyard. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. The idea is you, like you your opponent Kogan's command. Kogan commands oh, oh, you, oh, and you. This is a tool against that. Yeah, yeah. 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 I suppose. Um, I think you have to be using this proactively. I think like the fact that you can do that kind of shenanigans uh, interactively is is a bonus. But if this card's going in your deck, it's because you're trying to abuse it. I tried to think of a way to abuse it, and I couldn't find a way to do it that made white white, which you is know the thing. You know what uh, I thought when we were talking about the the new I forget his name, but Tomek, the the two three white legend that yeah. yeah. You, so if you're looking to play the the mono white dark depths version of the deck, oh, you yeah. play this. You can dark depths, and then if you have this, you can just return the combo to the board. Yeah, very much true. Yes, this just gets back your um. You know, any of those things. So I mean, your flagstones, you know, it's like, all right, it, it wasteland my flagstones, get another thing, return the brought back, return it again. No one ever wastelands flagstones. No, no, no. I'm saying you have flagstones. <laughs> oh, you, you do it. Oh, I get you. You wasteland flagstones, get the other. So you float white off flagstones. Flagstones gets you another planes, 
cast it, pay the white, return the flagstones in the wasteland. Yeah. So you you can you can play a lot of bad cards, and then you can do a lot of stuff with them to accomplish nothing. Yeah, exactly. And that sounds like the format. Coming we back, all coming, coming back, coming back to play tapped is is tough. But you know, yeah. speaking yeah. of bad cards that we just have to talk about it because it's here, uh, drawn from dreams. This card two, isn't bad. Two blue blue for a sorcery. Look at the top seven cards of your library. Put two of them in your hand, and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. It's dig through time for four. It's bad. Sure, it's Factor Dictor Time as a sorcery. Yo, yo, <laughs> Factor yo, Fiction is a better card than this, though. Does does this card bring back uh, Mono Blue Omniscience, where they played four Dig Through Time and just comboed out because they would just cast multiple Dig Through Times off of Dig Through Times? Uh, it doesn't bring back the deck, but if if that deck existed still, it would try to play this. Well, that deck that deck was way better than Sneak and Show. It was it, just more it powerful was because of the the ability time. of being able to play <laughs> yeah, Dig Through well, Time you, at the you end could of your two turn. Two mana instant speed Dig Through Time, but Dig Through Time was also like absurdly busted. This one is like if you were paying four mana, I get that you can do it at instant speed, but like if you're paying four mana for your Dig Through Times often enough, like. I don't know. This isn't too far off. If you're showing telling uh, Omniscience into play and you don't have uh, Grizzlebrand and uh, Sneak Attack and uh, Emrakul in your deck, you're doing it wrong right now. And here I was thinking my brand was the one that this card is too expensive. It's unplayable. Why are we talking about it? <laughs> but, yeah, well, it's a two mana draw. It's a two. It's a four mana draw too. I would say two mana draw four, which actually it's a good. it's a it's a four mana double demonic tutor. Sure. <laughs> We're gonna get the <laughs> cool. Uh, embodiment of Agnes. Man, one. this before we even get to this card, just know that this is another one of those like super cool cards that maybe would see play if TNN didn't exist. Yeah. Right. Flying in Death Touch for one black black demon. It's zero zero. Embodiment of Agonies enters the battlefield with a plus one plus one counter on it for each different mana cost among non-land cards in your graveyard. For example. Two and a black and one black black are different mana costs. It's this it's a weird one, man. Big. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, I mean, here's the thing. Like, let's let's just like think about decks we know that like exist out there that like off the top of our head. They don't necessarily have to be black. Like, let's let's just say that I could slot this into Rug Delver, right? You've got Tarmogoyf, Brainstorm, uh, Nimble Mongoose. So it's a three you're three. Not, you, hold on, hold you on. Know. You mean Grixis Delver? You're not you're not putting the oh, black no, no, no. black cards. I, 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 I realize that. I'm just saying, like, think of different mana costs in a deck that like exists, right? Like, let's say this could fit into any deck, right? And then Rug Delver is like the worst the, example for uh, well, that. That's what I'm saying. Is like <laughs> most of the format is like one blue mana for most of your spells, and then you have a couple of other things that are that are like different different mana costs. It's gonna be a four four probably. It's like gonna be smaller Bolt. than Thoughtseize. Any of the two mana threats. Sure. I mean, uh, force it, of will. Even then, days. it's gonna be like what? Like a, it, it'll be like a five five or a six six. Like you can do something better. I feel like with, with... Dude, people people play. Uh, what's the 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 two mana Delve Flyer? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, it's possible. The extra mana here is is asking a lot. You're just like walking into. Uh, uh, Day's territory <laughs> oh, here. Oh, oh, when, when we're talking about like what are no, the they got a, you got a bunch of thought seasons in your graveyard. They don't have a days. Yeah. Sure, also, fine. The, the, fine, the, fine. This card could be a three mana six six flying death toucher in a deck that doesn't really have to do much to. Yeah. This is a payoff. It's, it's, However, this thing doesn't have protection from the other player. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the problem. Is that uh, it, it gets around uh, Golgari charm and that's about it, right? 
If only it had, if, if this had flying death touch and protection from the other player, then it would see play. If it had life, <laughs> only link. it had flying or, death touch and protection from or, the other player. Uh, that, you know, if this had <laughs> lifelink or something that like made it like it looks like Grizzlebrand, right? Like that looks like Grizzlebrand's like second cousin. Yeah, it's Grizzlebrand's second cousin. Too That's bad. the Fredo of the Grizzlebrand. Too bad. <laughs> Grizzlebrand's second cousin was assassinated by a Merfolk rogue. Pretty much. Well, this thing doesn't enter. It, the thing is, it flies over Trunian, I would say. Like, in the kind of deck that is jamming their great full of junk, you know, like different mana cost stuff, mm-hmm. there's, and you're just top decking, and this is a, this is a, this is like top decking a knight, Knight of the Reliquary, yeah, right? This is, this is like, um, you could play this, uh, similar to how, like, the modern decks would play, like, Crackling Drake and whatnot, and just have, like, a 10 4 beater. You just, yeah. like, play a bunch of, uh, graveyard shenanigans, so you can just, like, I don't know, reanimate or unearth this thing and, Make it a, you know, we got a 10-10 flying death toucher. Possibly. I mean, I, I like the card, and it's interesting. It's just, it, I think we're mostly talking about it because it's interesting, I think. Yeah, it's, 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 cool. it's, it's a very unique effect. Yeah. The, the other side of it, and too, also, is that... it's just one of those effects where you, like, you got you to gotta look at your deck, and you're like, okay, and you really got to count. I'm like, okay, how often is this in my graveyard? So, you know, often, you know. Also, if this thing, uh, if you don't have enough action to turn this into, like, a massive beater... It's also just like a reasonable defender, like yeah. de- de- death touch being a defensive ability here. Yeah, right. You so just... like if if you cast it and you're just like, oh man, my hand has sucked, and it's just a three mana one one. It's like, all right, well at least it, at, at its floor is going to be available tricks. Yeah, that doesn't draw a card. Um, Night pack ambusher, two green green for creature wolf with flash. Other wolves and werewolves who control get plus one, plus one. Beginning of your end step, if you didn't cast a spell this turn, create a 2-2 green wolf creature token. Um, this is just one of those things I have dreams of flashing in and then playing standstill on my turn. I'm like, Dude, get out of here with this, this card. Is another one, this is another Master of the Wild Hunt type card that it's it's a different name with the same mana cost, maybe different stats, but makes some stuff, and then that stuff does some stuff, and that stuff is never going to be good enough. Okay. Chandra's Regulator, one in a red for a legendary <laughs> okay. artifact. When, okay, this is such a, such a weird card. Whenever you activate a loyalty ability of a Chandra Planeswalker, you may pay one. If you do copy that ability, you may choose new targets for the copy. One tap, discard a mountain card or a red card, draw a card. There's a lot, like I read a lot of text that I don't think means anything. This is one in a red for like a, 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 a consistency engine in mono red. You're or, also forgetting it's a legendary artifact. It's a legendary artifact. You can't have two of them in play. No, but you, you don't you, need you'd to. have to. I mean, you, you can discard, discard this to itself, right? Yeah, you got to yeah. discard it to itself to draw a card. It's a red card. Um, I, I don't know. It, it's I can see myself testing this out in various builds of the various Faithless Looting decks. Dude, I, I mean, really it, hope that whoever tries to play this card in their mono red deck, uh, they get their chalice dazed, and then uh, they get this spell snared, and then they <laughs> kindly go home. <laughs> I mean, that was what I was gonna say. Is that this? This seems like a card that would be fine in one of the, in one of those decks. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty aggressively costed at two to get it in play and one to activate. Yeah. And you just if you don't need mountains or whatever, or you have Squee, oh, if you have Squee, you draw a card every turn. Wow, one mana draw a card mean, every turn. Wow. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be. Would you the, pay one mana? If you could just play one mana on your turn to draw a card, Phil, would you? I mean, obviously, that's why I put there. I would do it. I would do what you just said, but I would only do it if I was playing limited. Okay. Shared summons. <laughs> Three green green for an instant. Search your library for up for an instant. 
Search your library for up to two creature cards with different names, reel them, put them into your hand, then shuffle your library. We were talking about this? I don't know, tutors, it's a double tutor at instant speed. Dude, you you did a shit on Dawn of Dreams and you're or Dawn of Dreams and you're like, yeah, it's shared some Instant speed, instant speed. Yeah, five mana in your green deck. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. five mana in your green deck. I mean, Let's that's go. The, that's the deck that can do it. Uh, Let's yeah, fucking two, go. Two creature cards with different names. I don't know. Uh, I, I guess like this could be a card you could throw into elves as like a va- like you know like a value card. Yeah, dude, five mana. Search up that heritage druid in that nettle sentinel. Let's go. And you probably win. You can search that elf that draws cards every time you cast a creature, the, the, the glimpse elf, and then a heritage druid to trigger it and then tap it and then yeah. make, make more stuff. I, when when look you have green sun zenith and also finale well, of devastation now i will say yeah, this it doesn't say two green creature cards with different names it says two creature cards yeah i feel like there's something there i feel like there's something but three green greens kind of a lot yeah oh, but dude, then again we're you, making all we're making all sorts of mana on our amulet deck aren't we so <laughs> if you cast this and get the two different legendary squeeze yeah you can then cat pitch both of them with chandra's regulated for value exactly that's good value it's five. It's it's seven mana to draw two cards, and eight and uh, ten mana to put also one of those cards into play. I think you have to like also <laughs> calibrate the meme value as well. Yeah, flood of tears is four blue blue for a sorcery. It says return all non-land permanents to their owner's hands. If you return four or more non-token permanents you control this way, you may put a permanent card from your hand onto the battlefield. So you don't have to put one of the things you returned. So the question is, are we? Is there any chance we're we're ramping into this with like grim monoliths and stuff, and then putting an Ugin down or something? Well, I was thinking this this has you get to this has one sided show and tell if you can pull it off. Yeah, I mean you, you need can to throw return missions into play. You need four or more non token non land permanents. Now paradoxical outcome does this with draws cards. It's like a, it's like. And Paradox Clackham is two mana less than this. One in a blue. Here's the problem is that's not seeing play in this format because we don't have zero mana artifacts that stay on the board. It would be interesting to see if you could play this in your Paradox Clackham, well, which is barely being played now because of the cards uh, Karn and Narset yeah. uh, in Vintage at all. But you could put like a Blight Steel down or something like um, in it uh, and you have the stuff to return. I don't, I don't know. I feel like... Um, I feel like someone's going to try to build a deck around this card. I kind of had that, like, gave me the willies, but um, I don't know. <laughs> um, you could you could use, like, a, you could do, like, a blue-green deck where you, re- where you like, tap your mana creatures to cast this, right? So you're accelerating it into it, and then, you know, you return a bunch of stuff, and then um, you get to put something scary into play. So you know on Moto when uh, you have a Pithing Needle in your deck and you're so far ahead that the pithing needle doesn't matter. So when you pithing needle, you just put the you uh, the card you name is uh, lose hope. That's cabal therapy. But cabal yeah. therapy, yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, you I guess salt, yeah. you yeah. salt your opponent. Yeah. So if you win with this card in legacy, the name of this card is just the perfect way to salt your opponent because you know what's going to happen after they lose to it. Right. They're going to be they're going to be mad to talk about it on the flood of tears. The yeah. flood of tears. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Legion's End, one on a black for a sorcery. Exile target creature and opponent controls with converted mana cost two or less and all other creatures with the same name as that creature. Then that player reveals their hand and exiles all cards with that name from their hand and graveyard. Um, I put this on here because it's a way to clear out like uh, token armies and stuff in black. Yeah, I mean, uh, if they if they 
omitted and library, if this was just a lobotomy effect, yeah, that'd be insane. Then it's probably good enough. But at a sorcery speed, one in a black, it's probably not when you can just be playing things like engineered explosives and shit like that to clear token things and have other utility. Yeah, I mean, it does. It does. It does still hit like you know any other creature, and you can make them discard other copies of that creature or exile them from their graveyard. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which isn't the worst. With like, I feel like Snapcaster Mage is a good is a good target for this because generally what happens is your opponent is waiting on opportunities to make the Snapcaster Mage good, <laughs> so it, you're more likely to have those in your hand. Um, yeah, uh, but this for is, longer periods have... of time. They've already gotten Snapcasters worth of value, and this is a oh, yeah. speed. For sure. I, I mean, I'm yeah. not, I'm not, uh, I'm not saying that's the best, you know, that this card's the best lineup against that card. I'm just saying, like, that's the card that like brings to mind as far as like uh, where the where the value would be is like the the most likely card to get is like hit your opponent's Snapcaster Mage. Hopefully, he can't flash another one down because, like you said, this is a sorcery speed. And then, like, you're more likely to see a Snapcaster Mage than any other creature because you don't play Snapcaster Mage to, like, go on the aggressive. You're like, oh, I'm going to get value <laughs> out of this Snapcaster Mage. Yeah. I saw Legion's End, and the first thing I thought of was, like, oh, maybe you can like, exile all their Icarids. But then I was like, oh, wait, it's a sorcerer speed. No, you can't. And then I had yeah. a literal flood of tears. <laughs> uh, it's also Icarid cost four. Uh, just a quick note. I, another thing, like, I really like this against Young Pyromancer just because um, it, it can hit – if you, they put the Young Pyromancer down naked – you could just kill it, or if they if they if it gets away from you, you can reset it, which I think is good. Like, and you get to look at their hand even if the even if the creature doesn't exist in their hand, you know. So like you're so like you get to look at their hand with this as well and see what you're gonna and sort of sequence the rest of your turn after this too, um, which is which is generally good against young power mentor decks when you're trying to figure out what to play around. Mm-hmm. It's very conditional, but I think it's uh I think it's like certain it's got certain it, it will fill certain holes for certain decks at times. Um, like, what if you're Storm and you, like, you want to just hit, like, a Thalia with this? I know it's three to do it then, but, you know, it gets all the Thalias in their hand. <laughs> so you don't get that horrible. Yeah, that is actually the worst sometimes, is the, the Thalias in your opponent's hand. Yeah, right. Okay, uh, Glinthorn Buccaneer. One red, red. Creature, Minotaur Pirate. Two, four with haste. Whenever you discard a card, Glinthorn Buccaneer deals one damage to each opponent. One in a red, draw a card. One in a red, discard a card, draw a card. Activate this ability only if Glinthorn Buccaneer is attacking. Um, okay, so you, know, you have this guy in play. And <laughs> you have, you have, you have, you have, have a Didgeridoo. Okay, so you've, you've, you've got this guy in play. You cast Winds of Change uh, to discard your hand. But Winds with of- that, so you cast Winds of Change. And Winds of Change on the stack, you cast the one in a black card that returns all cards you discarded. <laughs> Back to oh, your God. hand. That... Winds of Change, first of all, Winds of Change shuffles into your library, doesn't discard. <laughs> no, Winds of Change shuffles into your library? Yeah, all players shuffle their hands into their library. Yeah, you're thinking of Wheel of Fortune. Uh, well, so. turns out <laughs> Buccaneer can't be broken. We've already actually... tried everything. Well, it's it's actually a really cool way to win with Fluctuator combo. Yeah. Yeah, let's I, go I love cards. As you guys know, I love cards like this. <laughs> yeah, I would put a, I would play Putrid Imp into this and then just discard my hand. Fluctuator would... into this, cycle your deck, kill them. Yeah, cycle your deck, kill them. Um, incidental damage, it's a 2-4 with haste, and it, it lets you draw a card. You know, it's, it's a card I will play for sure. I don't know if it if it goes farther than that for anybody else. but um, Dude, I, it's I, a good I, thing that they can't Legion's end this thing. <laughs> 
Yeah, right. That'd be a shame. They just hit both both your Glenhorn Buccaneers. I think oh, I yeah, put these guys. Holy, oh shit, these guys stack. I I did this way out of order. I don't know why. Dude, these guys stack. Shifting Ceratops, two green green for a creature dinosaur. We'll put that in. It's 50 minutes. Uh, this spell can't be countered. It's a five four protection from blue, and for one green, it gains your choice of reach, trample, or haste until end of turn. Um, this is just like another, it just seems like this is like one of those seed cards. Like, listen, stop complaining about Trinity Nemesis. We <laughs> <laughs> gave you, you this. Can, you can beat Trinity Nemesis with this card. Um, yeah, that's what we're Hydra. Yeah. I think it's um, not bad. It's, it's interesting against, it's interesting against True Name and Jace and stuff because of protection from blue. Getting, Trample is like one of the most underrated, one of the most underrated, um, mechanics right now. I think in general, just because there's so much like chump blocking going on, if you can give stuff trample, it's great. I think they should just ban True Name. I really think so too. And I played a league <laughs> yesterday. And I was gonna, I was going to ramp, but I'm gonna save it till next week. Yeah, these, doing, like, this, there are some. This is, this is, this is a fun time. We're, we're, we're doing set <laughs> review, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say, boy, did I have the worst league yesterday with regard to True Name Nemesis, Marauding Raptor, one in a red. Creature spells you can't. Oh, there's a creature dinosaur. It's a 2-3. Creature spells you cast cost one less to cast. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, Marauding Raptor deals two damage to it. If a dinosaur is dealt this way, Marauding Raptor gets plus two, plus oh, until end of turn. Every time I read if a dinosaur on these cards, I, I, I imagine my kid saying it. But damn, so, if the card's a dinosaur, then you get to do this. So did you guys see the, the, the flavor text on this is stand still and try not to look like prey. By Skirk Hobnet, Wilderness Guide. So, uh, Skirk Hobnet has a couple of other flavor texts oh, in this no. set. No specifically way. on cards that refer to cards that are on Dominaria. Which means that if Ixalan is the only plane that has dinosaurs, and Skirk has been both there and in Dominaria, We've then got a they new have also just foreshadowed a new Planeswalker. Hold on, I'm, I accidentally searched. I'm looking for all the other cards with... Uh... With Skirk Hobnet. Skirk, old... where's flavor text? Skirk, S-K-E-R-K? S-K-E-R-K. Yeah. Um, while, while I'm searching for this, do you guys see any any potential with this card? Nope. You'd have to be, it, it, it's, you have to, um, you know, you have to be playing some beefy creatures. I think you, the only way this works is if you cast this and then you pair it with another card that, like, you kill it and it has the effect of, like, when it dies, uh, return it to the board. And so you just keep triggering like it dying and coming back and then that incidentally kills your opponent how does sappy eric's daughter work hold on uh sacrifice sappy eric's daughter when target creature is put into a graveyard from the battlefield oh you can't target itself because it's not on the battlefield that sucks okay um yeah they're right there's there's gotta be some sort of well polyraptor which says whenever it's dealt damage um create a copy of it uh is in standard with this, and if you yeah. if you have this in play and play a Polyraptor, then it then Marauding Raptor gets infinitely large, and you have an infinite number of Polyraptors, and you can then you have to fling it or something. So, it's so going to be so fun to play Arena. Luckily, whatever you you guys have to realize too, though, too, is that like what's awesome about that is Marauding Raptor is a two mana play, Polyraptor is an eight mana play, but with Marauding seven, Raptor, seven, it's a yeah. seven mana play. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you get two Marauding Raptors. Uh, oh yeah, I'll... if you just have like a bunch of marauding raptors, let's fucking go. <laughs> you can still make we are doing it. I mean, you can just play living. both of them in one turn for nine mana. Dude, your two mana two threes are going to go the distance. 
let's go. I mean, look, man, Air Graders was not too bad back in the day. Dude, I really want there to be a planner cleansing that's viable in Legacy, and there just isn't. There just isn't. Starfield Mystic. It is one and a white for a creature human cleric. That is a 2-2. Enchantment spells you cast cost one less to cast. Whenever an enchantment you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, put a plus one, plus one counter on Starfield Mystic. This is cost reduction uh, more than the other effect about when enchantments die. You yeah, I, I, what, I, I wish they, like, I get that they're consciously doing it because they're like, we don't want busted combo applications. But on these cost-reducing cards, when they have, like, other things where, like, the game has to progress a, a, a bunch for you to incidentally get something in addition, it's like, man, they need to print more barals where it's like, no, I can also just, like, cast a bunch of stuff and then fluster storm all of them and then fluster my flusters and then loot through my whole deck. And, like, that's so much sweeter. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, I feel like cost reduction in Enchantress, is that any good? No. You have you have this card called uh, uh, Sarah Sanctum, so you don't need the cost reduction. Sarah Sanctum. Yeah. You have Sarah Sanctum, so you don't need the cost reduction. If this guy were an enchantment himself, maybe we got something going. Like if he cost white white and was an enchantment himself, so he that is cost reduce actually himself. the problem is that he doesn't cost. Uh, he is not an enchantment, so he yeah. doesn't add. He to, was, he doesn't add the same to your enchantment situation, nor does he draw you extra cards. They did the same thing where they, like a couple of corsets ago, they printed one in a green for a 2-2 that made enchantments cost one less. And then whenever you like cast an enchantment or an ETB or whatever, you gained a life. Really? But, that happened? But it, but it itself wasn't, it was just a centaur. It wasn't an enchantment creature. But if it was an enchantment creature, then it would probably see some play. But the fact that like you have to play these cards to enable your deck that has to be mono enchantments and it's not an enchantment means, well, it's like, oh, can't well, even look at the text. Yeah, I'm sorry, everyone, because I did not know this Herald of the Pantheon existed, and uh, I would just, I was just really talking about whether or not it was worth putting enchantment cost reduction into the format, but apparently it already exists. It so. does already exist. Yeah. Already not good enough. It does you know exist. Card, you know what card is actually really, really good though? Is the next one scheming Ske symmetry? Oh my god, this card's insane. Let me get the uh, let me get the time up here. So scheming symmetry for one black is a sorcery, and it says choose two target players. Each of them searches their library for a card, then shuffles their library and puts that card on top of it. So it's a demonic or a vampiric tutor for it's each an, player. It's a sorcery, so it's an imperial seal. It's imperial seal for each player. But you want to know what works really well with this? All right, I'm comboing out. It's a one-mana tutor. <laughs> I'm going to imperial tutor and then cycle my street race. A actually, Phil, I was going to take a page out of your playbook. Uh, and say what works really good with this is Thought Scour. Oh, yeah. You just yeah, Thought Scour I mean, the best card? Wow. <laughs> you, draw your, you, 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 you Here's the thing. Symmetry, you get rid of their card, you draw yours? Wow. <laughs> when, when, we discuss, when we discuss cards that are quote-unquote fixed versions of busted vintage cards, one of the things that you have to remember is that you have four of them in Legacy. Yeah. You know? So... Like, really what's going to happen is you're going to have this card, and you're going to only play it the turn you go off, and then you have more of them. And so if you have anything like Defense Grid or Xanted Swarm or City of Solitude out and they can't do anything, you can you can cast these cards to your heart's desire if you just had it set up so that they can't stop you. Um, you know, you're just fine. But you've got now you've got four Vampire Tutors in your deck. Yeah, and that, that's got to do something. I mean, this it's card... the same thing with the same thing with Echo Venus. I was actually watching Tim stream stream last night, right? And did look like it was going well, but then he just cast a second Echo Venus, and he won the game. Yeah. <laughs> it 
You know, like you forget, you get four of them. I mean, all right, here's what here's where I'm at on Echo Vions for anybody trying to break that deck. So you got to play in tune to put Echo Vions into your yard, right? Uh, but you also get to play if you play uh, Street Wraith and Scheming Symmetry, you can just have like a bunch of free tutors. And then uh, the creature you should play is Hollow One. Play Hollow One in your Echo of Eons deck because you're going to LED discard your hand and then loop again. But like when maybe you draw seven, you can just put three four fours into play. Yeah, I think this card, like the same way I feel about Echo of Eons, it'll either be good or it won't. You know, it sounds like stupid, but it's like it's still it's still a solid effect and it's not unbreakable. What it requires is a lot. Like someone had to work on Infernal Tutor and LED, right? Yeah. I'm sure if podcasts had existed back then, people would have said, well, you have to have an empty hand. And so it's like, well, you can, sac- you can sacrifice LED in response to this. Well, yeah, but how often are you going to do that? Turns out it's all the fucking time. Yeah, so, all the time. Uh, well, yeah. this, one, this one, you can also just like, if the, um, the street wraith idea is for no mana, but you can also just play scheming symmetry into a cantrip and have your card. Or any cycling. Well, here's card. the any, thing like, with this card cycling. as well is that uh, it, 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 it is a card that I would say probably doesn't pass the false cure test. If my opponent casts this, I'm probably going to counter it. Right, that's, that's so what I'm good. That's don't ever so let good. them. Never let your opponent tutor. It's a really good. It's a really yeah. good uh, uh, um, axiom to live by. This card so, is. This card is just so so I, sweet. I yeah, I can't. There's, the thing is, like, you know, let's see. What do you do here? You you tutor for a card. You sacrifice your. You you play your draw spell, and with the draw spell on the stack, you sacrifice your LED. Now you've got Lotus. The card you tutored for, there you go, right? You want to know, like, okay, here we go. End step, flashing Aven Mind Sensor. Oh, jeez. Scheming Symmetry. Yeah, that, that makes it even better, honestly. It just, it just basically gives your opponent what? A, they look uh, at the top four and put the best card on top. Yeah, you, get, you give your opponent a, a shitty index, and you and you get to look through your whole You get back. to Imperial Seal, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, that's an interesting, fair application. I wonder if that's something that... That could work. No, you got to like be doing busted stuff. I like that quite a bit. You got to be doing busted stuff. Right. One of the hard things about like you know one of the hard things about legacy right now is you can just really do a lot of busted stuff. Like there's just so much busted well, stuff. Like also with with the whole LED shenanigan stuff, you can also do okay if you if I have two mana, I can go okay scheming symmetry, uh, play LED, play my cantrip, cantrip on the stack, stack my LED for whatever mana I need, draw the card that I just imperial tutored or imperial sealed. And cast it, and then we're off to we're you know we're fucking doing it right. Like with, with Echo of Eons, if you need another tutor for Echo of Eons, and you have the cantrip, you can be like, all right, put this put Echo of Eons on top, cantrip, cantrip on the stack, crack the LED, draw the, uh, or yeah, you don't you can even do the LED after that. You can crack the LED to put the thing in the yard. Right, exactly, and it's that's what I'm saying. You get you get you have a lot of. Boy, I'm sorry, I'm trying to find the next card, and I and I don't I don't know what happened here. Um, this card this card is also great if you're in a. I know people who have been trying to break Doomsday with uh, Experimental Frenzy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, uh, Bolas and Citadel, Experimental, all that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. You play any of that stuff where you just have any of these new future sites on the table? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I somehow did, I must have gone back at some point and not put these in order. Uh, but, uh, yeah, well, anyway, we should, we're just closing out on that. Um, yeah, this card is breakable and should this be card. This card is, I think, this card is the most busted card in the set, and it's not close. Right. Well, it's a tutor, and that helps. Yeah, no, uh, but like this is actually like this is a one mana tutor, which is they haven't printed what since Enlightened Tutor. <laughs> like it's so technically good. Vampiric Tutor was after Enlightened Tutor. Sure, so since Vampiric Tutor, like this this card's absolutely insane. Personal Tutor. Like, also, for everybody who wants to know, Imperial Seal is like a three hundred dollar. 
vampiric tutor. Yeah, like or but no, also, but you're not imperial the, the losing life actually does matter because I, I like with those grim tutor and stuff, especially in storm. Because I once have play, I played against people who are like, okay, grim tutor. I'm like, all right, the game's over. And then you like, are dead really now. <laughs> you were at three, so next game. <laughs> also, if if any deck wanted, to, you know, how, we're all like, oh man, all these busted sorceries. If we could just quicken busted sorcery, like it would be great. This is a good one. <laughs> it's a good one for that. Um. Apostle of Purifying Light, one in a white for a 2-1 human cleric with protection from black. Two, exile target card from a graveyard. Um, I think this goes in, in your graveyard hate, in graveyard fighting box, you know? Maybe, yeah, maybe not. It's, sure. it's, I, I don't like know it. if it's any better than any other graveyard hate, but yeah, it's, it's, it's graveyard hate. I must have gone back. I am sorry. We're going to just go through these quickly, mm-hmm. uh, so we call these cards quickly. Mask of Immolation. Um... And that is one in a, another one to red for an artifact, and it's an equipment. When Mask of Immolation enters the battlefield, create a 1-1 one, one red elemental creature token, then a task, Mask of Immolation to it. Equipped creature has sacrifices creature. It deals one damage to any target. has equipped two. Um, Mortar Pod. Yeah, Mortar was Pod. In, right? Yeah. Uh, this uh, this creates this creates a 1-1 one, one instead of an 0-1. Oh, I think it's interesting. There are actually a bunch of these living weapons in, in, the, in the set. Yeah. There's a whole cycle of these colored artifacts that make a guy, and then you attach it to it. So... Another interesting uh, thing they did to watch out for. Yeah, they Yarox just Venom. decided not to keyword a, a keyword that they use. Yeah. Um, Yarox Fenlurker, uh, black black for a creature horror one one. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, each opponent exiles a card from their hand. Two in a white or two in a black. It gets plus one plus one until end of turn. Um, yeah, it's it's like in that weird it's in that weird uh, what's the word we're looking for here. Um, like kite sail freebooter type area, right? Mm-hmm. Except they choose. They choose, which sucks. I wish you didn't. I wish they didn't choose, but it's pretty nice. I mean, you can probably get people with it, or at least they're going down a card. So they're going down two cards to remove this. So it's, it's good only if one. they're if they're if they're hellbent and you have an aether vial on two. Yeah, it's good in that. It's good in that creature horror cavern on horror is getting pretty good. Um, audacious thief. Let's try that one. Sorry, everyone listening, because I... Yo, audacious thief. Dude, this is this has got three mana syndrome. Oh, yeah, two and a black for a creature human rogue. It's a 2-2. Two, two. When it attacks, you draw a card and lose one life. This would be Probably better if it was a merfolk rogue. Yeah, if this, thing had, <laughs> if this thing had when audacious thief attacks, you draw a card and lose one life, also has protection from your opponent, then it's really good. <laughs> and it had, and oh, it had merfolk rogue attached. Way, that's what you said about... Uh, that's what you said about... Um, Red Horde Arcanist. Yeah, probably. all these it's cards, true. If, they, if, they only had, if they only had pro pro your opponent. Yeah. All I right, got Red Horde Arcanist wrong, okay? I was fucking wrong. <laughs> I'm the worst. I've never known anything. I, I called Narset and Karn and then immediately ate my hand when I was like, no, you can't play this 1-3 that's actually just in the most dominant deck in the format now. I suck. Clip this and... Post the meme everywhere. Stop <laughs> listening to me. Guys, live that down. <laughs> uh, Nate, Nate that, is forever right. Have, I am forever wrong. We now have in brackets Nate short rant about Kal- Kalia because uh, we're about to get into the gold cards. Every time, every time they make a card with this mana cost, white, black, red. All you just need is one good card, and it's always just garbage. It's just always so terrible. This card isn't good. I mean, it's probably good in the Kalia EDH deck. Come on. 
That's my short rant. Just give us something. Can we, can we talk something. about how it's three, it's, three flying vigilant and it's going to help you find your uh, three mana demon from this set that isn't here. Sure. But also, l- let's talk about this creature type, human cleric, on what is clearly an angel demon uh, dragon. <laughs> oh, you are so right. But yeah, wasn't Kalia an angel? No, it was a human cleric. But she's like a dragon demon angel. You can yeah, tell. Yeah, guess what, guys? Wings. Human cleric. Ever heard of it? The worst. Does she have wings? Yes. Yeah, she has two sets she's of wings. She's got flying, bro. She's She's got both dragon wings and angel wings. And a demon and, wing. Oh, does she have the demon wing, too? Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's got a demon wing, a dragon wing, and a set of angel wings. Yeah. Ugh. Anyhow. Yeah, human cleric. I mean, and anyhow. also, just insulting. Just insulting. <laughs> we're going to talk about one. Two, so bad. Three, three of the other of these other wedge of these other wedge legends because they're at least interesting and this just isn't interesting Wedges. at all. It's just not interesting. Just never get anything. Just can't have anything interesting in that color because for some reason if we did that I would be super busted. Dude, One, you want to play six. Mardu? You got to play Human Cleric Tribal. Yeah, really. Kalia is not going to be Order Leper, yeah. Order Evan Hand, Kalia. Human Cleric. <laughs> Kethis, the Hidden Hand. Is it Kethis or Keithis? Keithis. It's, I don't it's know. I'm I'm not uh, Keithis. Keithis the hidden hand. Is it White, Keithis? black, green for three, four. Legendary creature, elf advisor. Legendary spells you cast cost one generic mana less to cast. Wow, one less to cast. Wow. <laughs> My three color deck has so many generic mana costs. So many generic Exile mana costs. Wow. <laughs> Exile two legendary cards from your graveyard. Until end of turn, each legendary card in your graveyard gains. You may play this card from your graveyard. Wow. Can we just go like Mox? Amber, and then exile another card, and then recast the Mox Amber, and then just re- redo it again, make infinite mana. Oh my I mean, God. you could discard two Mox Ambers, and then you could cast cards from your graveyard. Dude, if you think about it, this card <laughs> makes it so Mox Amber going to the yard is actually just a. It doesn't a, even go to the yard. Rebuy. You have to exile the Mox Ambers. No, no, no. I'm saying if you play two Mox Ambers, you can put one into the yard after you've made a mana and then exile it as one of the two legendary cards for the claws and then re- reanimate another legendary permanent. There you go. This card is weird. Um... This card is a 3-4 three, for three. Excuse you. Elf Advisor. Ever heard of it? Cavern Advisor. Legendary spells you cast counts Planeswalkers, by the way. Oh, yeah, it does. Um, so this could, I don't know if this is like a combo card or just recycles a bunch of Planeswalkers, if it ever does anything. I'm looking, I just Googled or whatever, Scryfalled. I think this uh, is finally a region. This is finally a reason to play white in your four-color Leovold deck. Yeah, now it's a five-color Leovold deck. Yeah, five-color Keithis control. Yeah. Kaikar wins Fury. One and a blue, red, white for a legendary creature, Bird Wizard. Bird Wizards. I don't know if you guys know, but Bird Wizard might be the most powerful tribe in Magic. It actually might be. Uh, what's it called? It's a Bird Wizard. Even Mind Sensor. Even Mind um, Sensor is a Bird Wizard. The uh, the Stifle Cycler. Yeah. Bird Wizard. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, create a 1-1 white spirit creature token with flying, sacrifice a spirit, add one red mana. Neat. <laughs> Neat, and that's about it? <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. This doesn't, this, doesn't, this doesn't get in that like cast slot, but in this kind of deck... No, unfortunately, I, like I feel like there's just so many better things you can be doing right now for that amount of mana. Uh, like, I don't know, Snapcaster Mage Lightning Helix is probably better than this, right? I don't yeah, know. Does Snapcaster add red mana? Uh, Does it create yeah, more no. Is Snapcaster a bird wizard? It's not. I just... I, so it sounds like your argument needs some work. Yeah, probably. Kaikar is where it's at. 
four mana cast Jace the Mind Sculptor. How about instead you cast Kaikar? And then, yeah, curve Narset into this. Wow. Wow, yo, you could re yeah, You guys do Jesus. know that uh, that uh, Monastery Mentor is not restricted or banned in this format, right? Keep this, right. exile two legendaries, <laughs> bring back Kite Car. Yeah, right, there you go. Um, 110. <laughs> oh, Yarok the Desecrated. Two, oh, yeah, we're just skipping two on a, math. Two and a Silkai. Yeah, we're not doing on that. Um, <laughs> legendary Creature Elemental Horde. It's a 3-5 with Death Touch and Lifelink, and it has, if permanent in the, entering the battlefield, the cause of the triggered ability... Of a permanent you control the trigger, that ability triggers in additional time. That's a lot of that's a lot of word See, I, I just really want to know, like that has to be a blue ability because that's the Nirvana ability, which means that death touch and lifelink. So death touch has to be the green part of the card, lifelink has to be the black part of the card, and then the Nirvana ability is the blue part of the card. So triggering abilities triggering twice is a blue ability. It is now. What is it? It isn't, yeah. I don't know why well, I put now, this on Now we there. can refer to this card. I kind of, I guess, I'm, I think I'm just like, I think I'm just like, uh, what's the word? Like, warped by Leovold and Cass yeah. seeing play, and I'm just like, yeah, these stupid cards I, will probably see play. I don't want to talk much about Omnath, but I just want to, I just want to mirror your rant about uh, Kalia. That's all. That's all. We can move on. We can move on. Yeah, just it's just mad. like, thanks. Thanks for nothing. Friggin' mad. Thanks for... <laughs> Corpse Knight. White, black, creature, zombie, knights, 2-2. Two, two. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, each opponent loses one life. Um, this is there, a, uh, is there a combo that does this? Yeah, there's the zombie. The, the one that already does it, where you gain a life and they drain, lose a life every time a zombie enters the battlefield. It's the same card, except it's a zombie, and it only triggers off of zombies. Where this one triggers off of all creatures ETBing, and it, you don't gain the life, your opponent just loses the life. Yeah. But... You can also yeah, use this. Uh, it's out uh, there. If it's out there. If you like that kind of combo. If you now. have like a sack outlet, you can do this with Gravecrawler too. Just like get you, get you, get you, get you, get you, get you, get you. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's actually, what they Because this is a zombie. You, see, you if have only could sacrifice it to Kaikar to add black. Oh, the, there you go. The, the, the combo <laughs> is you have the the black white zombie. I forget what it's called, but it's the black white zombie. It does the exact same thing as this, except it only triggers off of zombies. And you have a Phyrexian altar and a grave oh, crawler. There you, you go. Sack the grave crawler to the altar that makes the mana to return the grave crawler. They drain them. You just do you that. Just have to oh yeah, this actually is a one card, card combo. Yeah, this disassembles. Yeah, people have actually done that already with um something. I Dude, I was in, I was in a, a side event after I scrubbed out in a monitor event and I was playing Legacy, and I was EXO going into the last one. The dude was uh, paired up against me, crushed me with the that zombie combo. <laughs> and it was, and then I was like, "Ah oh, man, good job, you got it." I was like, "This dude just like exoed this pod uh, with uh, combo zombies." And then as we're like walking to turn in the slip and claim prizes, he's like, "Yeah, I'm really happy that I was able to pull out this two one." Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no. And I was like, "Ah oh, dude, just the strict rubbins right as he turned in the slip." <laughs> uh, Creeping trailblazer, running a green for two two. It's a creature elemental. Other elementals you control get plus one, plus oh. Two, red, green. Creeping Chillblazer gets plus one, plus one. It's the end of turn for each elemental you control. If you are looking for a, an interesting rug card, this is an interesting one for, like, a young Pyromancer rug deck. That just, like, okay. And then you just turn them all sideways and probably win. I like Anthem Effects quite a bit. Zach. So yeah, if, I mean, if, it's if, fine. If you're chewing through your deck, I wonder if even the vintage rug deck, this might be like a, dude, an interesting one of. I'm actually surprised. 
which uh, that uh, this one, plus one plus O is the same effect that uh, Domri has as a static ability. Yeah, this would be fine if it was if it affected itself or it was a planeswalker that gave you some other ability. This like plus one plus one for each Yo, elemental. I just don't see it, dude. You know what you got to go with your uh, you got to take a page out of Nate's book. Play Dreadheart Arcanist in your Domri deck, and then you can flashback two mana spells. Yeah. I did so. I did so many nasty things with uh, Dreadhard Arcanus this week, um, but it was a Jun Dreadhard Arcanus, so it didn't go so well. Um, did you guys see the the, the turn two kill with uh, Colossus Hammer? With Sigardazade? Oh, we haven't got Sigardazade. Yet, yeah. I did put it on the list though. Yeah, yeah. We can, we'll get the Colossus Hammer. Um, Moldervine Reclamation, three black green enchantment. Whatever creature you control dies, you gain one life and draw a card. Nope. Maybe just an EDH card. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Risen Reef. This is a blue card, so you guys will talk about it. One green and a blue for a creature elemental. <laughs> uh, it is a 1-1. One, one. Whatever Risen Reef for another elemental enters the battlefield under your control, look at the top card of your library. If it's a land, you may put it onto the battlefield tapped. If you don't, put it into your hand. So as a three-mana, not merfolk rogue that doesn't have protection from my opponent, I think the only way I would play this is if they tweaked one thing, and I think it would be actually pretty close uh, in a deck that would want it. And if instead of an elemental, if this was a human cleric, I think I'd be done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was thinking about, I think I've gotten to, um, I think I got into like, well, Young Pyromancer makes elementals at some point and then thought it might work. Hell yeah, it does. Okay, now we're getting into some artifacts. Uh, Graph Cage is pretty good. Craft Digger's Cage is a good one. <laughs> yeah. uh, I would play this in like internal formats even. Steel Overseer, not bad, not bad. <laughs> um, you know, Mystic Forge is actually fucking broken. Well, let's, let's do Icon of Ancestry first. We'll go to Mystic Forge. Uh, Icon of Ancestry, three mana. As it enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Creatures you control the chosen type get plus one, plus one. Three tap. Uh, look at the top three cards of your library. Reveal a creature card of the chosen type from among them, and the, the other one's go on the bottom. You know what this is, is there any really chance you can play this in Merfolk? Is like a, yeah, yeah. Uh, nope. So you can no. save what? your... No. Yeah, so you can save your... Uh, what's it called? Uh, what are you nemesis? even talking about? Your true name nemesis is already <laughs> getting pumped by all of the other lords. I know. Um, well, yeah, but you don't always get it. But you, this digs for your training nemesis when you yeah, have one for of six mana. Yeah, but it's, it also gives you value when it comes down. Like get out of here. Up. What do you mean it gives you value? No, it doesn't. You're attacking for you know if you got like it's a three mana lord catcher into a, a lord. It's a three mana lord that doesn't attack, dude. The, that deck can't even fit in all of the three mana lord that like taps and untaps permanents. Hmm. That doesn't draw cards. This one doesn't. This one. You need three mana. Yeah, but you have three mana. You cast it. Yeah, which means that you're taking the turn off and you're playing Merfolk. You can't take turns off. If this was somehow true. simultaneously a creature and not a creature so that you could vial it in, I would think that it would be good. If this was a creature that had protection from my opponent, then yeah, <laughs> maybe I'm in. <laughs> it was a 3-1 Merfolk <laughs> rogue. Maybe I'm interested at that point, but otherwise, this is just another card that like maybe you play in your tribal ADH deck. Mystic Forge is a four-mana artifact. You Blasted. may look at the top card of your library anytime. You may cast the top card of your library if it's an artifact card or a colorless non-land card. Let me just say, the colorless non-land card clause on this thing pisses me off. Because the only colorless non-land cards that exist are fucking Eldrazi. And Planeswalkers. Tap, pay one life, exile the top card of your library. Oh, if it's not colorless... If it's not a land or an artifact, the only colorless cards that exist, guess what? It was our worst design mistake we've ever had. Anybody hungry <laughs> for pizza? 
Let's go work. Yeah, this is the brick. This is your, your, your pizza oven. oven. Yeah, your pizza oven. oven. Yo, yo, would it, it would be great if uh, this card is played in vintage, which it obviously will be because it's absolutely fucking nutty. And uh, instead of car shops or whatever, it's just called pizza, pizza shops. shops. Pizza shops. <laughs> there, there, there is already a combo deck. Andy Probasco built it, and I forget exactly how it works, but you basically just put this into play and win the game. Yeah, you cast your deck is what happens. <laughs> there's <laughs> a, there's a combo a... with this manifold key card too. You put, yeah, you put you you put you put Mystic Forge on the table, and then your deck follows thereafter. Yep. Um. Yeah, Mystic Forge. I don't know if it can be broken in Legacy. It's four mana. Don't have Workshop. I mean, it's pretty good because it can cast your colorless Karn. Yeah, I yeah, actually would like actually ask in the rule in like a, ask, can you can you sacrifice this to a KCI to cast the Emrakul on top of your library? I think you can. But yeah, you know, you're, you're not doing that. You know, that's library. not even the most broken thing you can do with it. Obviously, pay one life exile the top card of your library. Let's There's go. something where there was something where like I, I think Probasco's deck like put his whole deck into play pretty much, and then um, because it was like Chief of the Foundry was involved, so nothing cost mana. And they had Sensei's Divining Tops. So you could always cast the, you could always get the top card of your library off if you needed to. It's like four tops, and eventually you end up with like a walking ballista and an arcbound ravager and a zillion artifacts, and you do the modular thing and you win the game. Um, and he said it's like turn two, so there you go. But got that to look forward to. If Eric, if Eric Virgo's listening on his hike, you got that to look forward to when you come back. <laughs> Colossus Hammer, one mana artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus ten, plus ten, and loses flying with equip eight. Uh, Phil, you want to go through the combo with this? Yes, yeah, so there's a card. I forget what it's called, but it's a one. It's a one-one for white that says whenever it's equipped, it gains double strike. Core something so, or other. Yeah, That's so you play that on turn one. Turn two, you play Sigarda's Aid, which is a white enchantment for a white that okay. says uh, you can whenever an uh, equipment ETBs, you can just equip it to a creature. So you play Sigarda's Aid on turn two, cast this for the other one mana that you have on turn two. It equips to your double striker. You attack for twenty. Yeah, that's uh, core duelist. Technically twenty-two. Core, core duelist. duelist. Yeah. Let's go. Is he is he a core human cleric? <laughs> I mean, this... can you do this with Infect too? Yeah, you could do it with anything that just like wins, like any one mana spell, any one mana creature that wins on the spot. Yeah, dude, are you about to play a quick? The combo with Sigarda's Aid in this. The combo with Sigarda's Aid in this, right? Yeah, like, yeah, sure. So, I don't know if that's a legacy combo. It could be. Manifold key. One mana artifact. One tap. Untap another target artifact. Retap. Target creature can't be blocked this turn. I wonder because how we, what we really needed. Like... What we really needed was. What we really needed was like, you know what? It, we don't need a Voltaic key anymore. Yeah, I mean, we here's the thing to... about this. Everyone's like, strictly better Voltaic key. But I'm like, nine times out of ten. I've never. Ne- I'm going to say more than nine times out of ten. I've never cared if my creature couldn't block if I could take all the turns. You want to know how I know 100% that this sees play, though? If you're playing more than one Voltaic key, you just are incentivized to do the split to play around Phyrexian Revoker. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Definitely. For, and yeah, that, so, that may, that's, that's probably going to save Voltaic key more than yeah. boost it, this card. It, it 100% sees play. I mean, don't you uh, just have? Doesn't your opponent just name Time Vault instead of Voltaic Key anyhow? <laughs> no, because you can use this in other. I mean, Vintage has Grim Monolith sure. Key decks now too yeah. because of Karn and stuff. So, um, which that, that sounds weird, but like if you have the Karn in your deck, you have the <laughs> Grim Monolith Key deck. All right, last one. Twenty-one, fourteen, Salvager of Ruin. 
It's a three mana, two one artifact creature construct. Sacrifice Salvage of Ruin. Choose target permanent card in your graveyard that was put there from the battlefield this turn and return it to your hand. Um, so this is actually, you know, weird relative to that brought back card from earlier. Yeah, on, and on your turn, I mean, I'm sure there's a way to do some cost reduction to be able to just cycle this thing infinitely, right? You can't choose it because it's not in your... No, no, not choosing oh. this, just having two of them, impl- like, using two of them to get them each back. Right, so you sacrifice it... I mean, you need co- some way of anything. doing cost reduction, and then you need some value out of it, like, just casting it infinitely doesn't really do anything. Um, Psy? Yeah, there you go, Psy. Uh, Sahili. No, wait. Is that non-creature spell? Yeah, it's non-creature. Any reason to play Psy on there? Anyway. M20. I was surprised that... I mean, I know a lot of these were short, and I kind of did that as, you know, partial bit. <laughs> because I thought it was funny that we had reviewed so many cards recently. Um, but it's it's, it's they're, they're still keeping it going. Yeah. There's some interesting cards in here for eternal formats. More role players, maybe. More, like, needs help to unlock, but they're, they're still, they haven't sort of taken their foot off the gas yet. I think the three cards we talked about last week are all still very viable as well. Yeah. What do you guys think? Are you, are you exhausted? Are you exhausted by the new cards? I'm, I, you know, I'm not exhausted, but like it's, it's a lot in a very short amount of time. I think that it's it, just, uh, I expect legacy to change drastically over the next month. No, and, and scheming, think, s- scheming symmetry. Yeah, it's gonna the, the, the scheming symmetry will be broken. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I think uh, I think we lost Nate here. Yeah, it looks like it. Um, but anyhow. Oh, oh there we go. Oh no, he's back. And Nate's oh, back. Sorry. Uh, sorry, I I thought I clicked unmute, but I clicked mute. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm just looking back at the list and seeing, you know, the stuff that was on there, and I can see a few of them in play. I can also see, like, if there's a ban changing certain, um, really, like, you know, not there's going to be, but there is ever a ban on certain cards. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe starting with Grizzle Brand or starting with True Name or something, then there's a lot of cards in here that get really unlocked um, because they're that much lower than that um, as an op- as an option. Yeah. But um. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to. Just, uh, it is very exhausting. I played three different decks this week, by the way. I, I tried just like because I haven't played Magic in a while, um, and then I decided just like go through. Like I've I've said on the podcast, I think this will be good, so I'll give it a shot. And then I put it together, and you know, some have done better than others. I did that. I did Bizarre Vine. That was fun. Yep. I did. Uh, I did the the I did uh, the Dead Guy Ale with four Silent Clearing, which I actually think is probably the best thing I played this week. It was really good. Um, and I did the John Dreadhorde combo with Sylvan Library and that Fist of Flame card, um, which was awesome and explosive, but, uh, the first league went a lot better than the second. The second league, I got destroyed. Um, well, I, I, you know, before we sign off, uh, today, uh, I wanted to, uh, make sure that I mentioned, uh, that we got a couple new patrons, which is pretty awesome. Uh, wow, new patrons! Wow, I, I've got so so. Uh, Baiju, Brian, and uh, and Christopher, thank you so much. It's new people in June, um, and uh, I, I have to say, Phil, it's probably from your intro because your intro is is awesome. Yo, I, I want to get the backing to do uh, a, a magic rap album. <laughs> it's already been done, hasn't it? Didn't you hear it. Chapin do it? He, he, he was in jail. jail. We 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 gotta we gotta update it now. Yeah, we I gotta, think I think Phil I think Phil can it. put a put a real uh, 
uh, you know, at least he could be the Tupac to, to Chapin's Biggie, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be... Uh, <laughs> Not which, so sure that <laughs> you really want that. Uh, I'm going to be the... I'm going to be Turn Tupac. Turn Tupac. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, all right. All right, well... Uh, <laughs> there you go. I think that does all this. To, to tonight. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, thank you to all Yo, our patrons. And, uh, my first song on the album is going to be called Human Cleric. Let's go. All right, great. And with that, good night. <laughs> night. <laughs> Phil, did you go to... Where does he get those wonderful toys?